Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. That it is time to review the tape. Uh, the scoreboard, I wouldn't say the scoreboard ever lies because at the end of the day, Logan, that's the point of the game. But we know the film never lies. And I think after watching this game back, this game was far more competitive down in, down out. These teams perhaps closer in ability than it certainly the scoreboard looked. But at the same time, it, it just shows the importance, like we said in the post game of the turnovers and, and yeah. the situational football and, and how these things, even if you're competitive down in and down out, you make the wrong mistake at the wrong time and you wind up on the wrong end of a really bad score. Yeah, and I don't think we're saying that like, you know, the commanders should have won, but it definitely should have yep. been a more more competitive appearance. And I do think the Bills are a really good football team. That defense is very good. The offense obviously led by Josh Allen is is is, is very good. You know, like that's what happens when you have a really uh, competitive quarterback at the position, you know, one of the best in the league. But I will say, like, I understand why fans are so upset. You know, like they had high expectations for this game. And I think this is this is one of the things when you're dealing with uh, a young quarterback and a young staff is like you're going to go through growing pains like this and learning experiences. And I think it's important that fans 
kind of remember that. Like, you know, we're, we're fans of the team also. So we were, you know, kind of stunned in the silence. But like, you know, after our um, our post-game review, like the, the comments there are brutal, man. Fans are just so upset. And I get it because like you think you think it's going to be different. But this... Yeah, losing 37-3, to three, not fun for anyone. This team is the same team that beat Denver and that beat Arizona. It's the same team. Like in terms of the talent, in terms of the production, like it's just this is a really good Buffalo team. And again, like, you know, this is really good analysis, but you don't take care of the football. And we're going to put some context with this in a second. And it's just you can't win games like this against good teams. So I think it's just it's important to remember, like you still see some good stuff from Sam. You still see some good stuff from B-Rob. The, the, the playmakers are still who, who they are. The defense is the defense played well, and I know a lot of fans don't like to hear that, but if you look at the breakdown of the game and watch the film, that's true. So I think that that's all stuff that we're going to kind of talk about more in depth. But like, just so you guys hear us, like we understand that this is upsetting. We're going to try and add some context to it now. Yeah, um, not not saying they should have won. Not saying they played well overall. They just played better than a thirty-seven to three score line. Right. Um, but it also again underscores the importance of very key points to the game that have been emphasized by analysts for a long, long time. Yeah. Turnovers chief amongst them. The other thing that I think is important that I, I want to underscore is we talk about Sam being a young player. And you just said this is a young, young quarterback, young staff, young team. And we give Sam, I think more people, I should say, give Sam grace because he's a young player. And it's like, oh, this is a learning process. But I think this is a reminder that this is a young team in general. Yeah. And you see whether it's Chase Young, who we'll talk about a little bit more, Sadiq Charles, like there's young yeah. players, Jahan Dotson, there's young yeah. players all over the field doing young guy stuff. And they happen to do a lot of young guy stuff in some bad spots this weekend or, or in the key play here or, or played a key role in, in something that you never would have even noticed, like Jahan you know, maybe doesn't run the right route in, on a one of the sacks or, you know, a turnover situation where it's on this young player that's not necessarily Sam Howell. And, you know, if if you like the talent, which is a whole separate conversation, but if you like the talent, then this is part of the process. And if, right. I, I think two things can be true at once. I think this team can be pretty good right now. I think they're good enough. They're farther along enough in their development to compete week in, week out, far better than they did uh, on the scoreboard on Sunday. And also realize that there's there's a lot of room to grow towards the ceiling, and that goes far beyond the quarterback position. Dude, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And like you know, look at Cosby's playing a new position. Like we got Nick Gates, who's been around, but new position, right? Wiley, new to the team. B Rob, new to the team. Like it's just everywhere you look, there's a lot of new pieces going on. And I've actually been quite, to be quite frank, very impressed with like the level of detail they've been able to play with over the last couple of weeks. And like, it's just little stuff. Like, there's a play in the red zone, but we'll talk about this again in more detail in a second. But it's the play that Sam scrambles for 18 yards, right? And they're running like a, a, a quarter by the tight end and a post by Terry. And it's a little bit cloudy, and I understand why Sam doesn't like it, but you got Jahan coming from left, the offensive left, into your screen, right? Into, into Sam's vision under this post-corner concept. And I say to myself, like, He's taking too long, but Jahan's running fast. Like, you know, like last week against Denver, where like there's sometimes where he looks like his legs are a little heavy, the altitude's maybe affecting him, but he looks like Jahan. Like he is cooking across the formation. And I'm like, you know, this is one of those moments where like I think back to what Kyle Shanahan said all the time, where it's like it takes three or four years to like learn an offense. People say that can't be true. And what he means by that is like on that play, I'm pretty sure he's plus two split. He's plus he's two yards from the outside edge of the numbers. Jahan is, right? He's probably going to be on the outside edge of the numbers to make sure that he shows up in the timing and rhythm of the play. And those are the types of details that don't come 
like overnight. It's just like repetition, understanding, oh, I got this crosser. I become the third element. I got to be a little bit tighter. And that's year two, you learn that a little bit better. Year three, you learn a little bit better, right? So you see little details like that. And I'm I'm making an assumption based on the concept or how I would coach it if I was the OC. But I think you see stuff like that and just like, man, that, that affects the game. Like imagine if Jahan is two yards ahead of schedule, Sam checks it down to him. And instead of Sam running, you get the ball in one of your best playmakers' hands. And I think back to the Giants game last year where he's spinning off guys and he has a 30-yard touchdown. Like that's the kind of thing you're talking about in the red zone off of a two-yard split. So um, I think that point is excellent, Craig. I think that's exactly right. And this is this is part of it, right? It's And it's not just the new players. It's the new coordinator, right? He's figuring stuff out too. And we'll talk some about that as well. So Yeah, uh, it's funny because like I can hear people already, you know, f- they might already have had their comment uh, typed out and hit send. B-Rob's not new to the offense. It's like, yeah, he's a, he's a second-year player. Like, that's still, that's still fairly, yeah, and it's a new offense. So, like, um, you know, yeah, like, this is still a young player in that regard, even though we feel like he's already so good and consistent. He's a great yeah. example. Like, he's going to learn and get better, but he's already got the longest streak in the NFL of 50-plus yards game. He's now got yeah. nine straight 50-plus yarders. Um, and by the way, I think that's that's a good assumption. Terry, uh, after the game, talked about how Sam's got to be able to trust them to be on the right splits, amongst other things. So I right. do wonder if that was a conversation on the sideline that was fresh in Terry's mind. When he made that comment about certain well, plays, yeah. um, so you know that that would make a lot of sense. Okay, let's dive in uh, to the actual film itself, and everyone's going to want to talk about the pressure. So let's just go ahead and do it. We're not yeah. going to do a full nine sack breakdown like we did last year in the Eagles Versus game with Carson, yeah. um, but you know we did just the two of us uh, before we started recording. Uh, obviously, you had watched them, and and I gone back and watched as much as I could uh, at the mercy of NFL Game Pass, but we were able to uh, go back and actually watch all nine sacks on the All-22 right before we started recording. And I think the common theme is uh, the offensive line is on the sacks, not as culpable as many people thought. There are some operational issues from, you know, snap counts on one of them where like Leonard Floyd just gets this incredible jump and like, I don't care if it's Lane Johnson instead of Andrew Wiley. Everyone wants to crush Wiley, but like if that's Lane Johnson, he's got a tough time. Um, or maybe he's the only guy that doesn't. Uh, right. But literally every other <laughs> tackle in the league is like, what do you want me to yeah. do, bro? Like yeah. you got your snap time, uh, your snap count done. There's receiver issues. Um, a lot yeah. of a lot of places where it's not, you know, there's nowhere to throw. And then obviously Sam holding the ball. And yeah. I think there's some numbers that can back this up uh, that we can get to as well. But when when you you know watch the the sacks specifically, and if you want to involve some of the other pressures as well, like what did you see when you watched the tape? Yeah, I think you know I had what was it? It was there's nine sacks. I think I had yeah. one true sack on the offensive line. One I thought actually Arizona runs a really beautiful Buffalo blitz yeah. or yeah. Buffalo sorry runs a really beautiful blitz, and like that sometimes like those dudes get paid too. So of the of the nine, I'd say two. Or on the offensive line. The other ones are uh, some version of Sam. You know what I'm saying? And again, that's not to be like, I'm not killing Sam here. Like, just like, let's take the first one, for example. I think it's a good one to start with. So they're in the red zone, right? It's first down. And then they run this kind of concept that I think is fun. You get to a four by one overload, right? So you get four receivers, and that is really challenging. Number 43 for the Bills does a really good job of pushing through to this curl, right? Um, and the window's closed, right? Don't you can't throw the ball. Like Sam needs to identify that right now and say, I don't love it, and just check the ball down to the back, who has probably conservatively five yards to gain, and then more likely probably closer to eight or nine. So he's probably gonna get a first down. You're gonna be in second and ten. Instead, you take a sack, right? It's second and eighteen. 
The next play, you got to throw an RPO. You don't like it for whatever reason. You tuck it down. You take another sack, and then the following play is the interception. And and I just think that that to me kind of encapsulates Sam's day a little bit. It's like there's opportunities to like not be pushing the football down the field, right? And I understand like that's what you want to be doing, but like it's not there. It's it's it really easy. Yes, no. You know, like Jahan runs a great route. It's not his fault. There's just that number. Uh, Terrell Bernard does a great job of pushing through to that that curl. Yep. That they yeah. win that down. But they haven't won it yet because the back's wide open in the flat because they push so deep in terms of covering this concept. Yeah. It's actually Deami Brown who had come in motion across. Yeah, right, and it's yeah. like, you know, you can you can throw at him if you don't like it because you think that flat defender is a little too close for your liking, like throw it at his feet. Or Gibson's running a rail at the sideline. He's not open, but you can throw it over. Like if your feet yeah. are set there, throw it over his head. Right. Like just like and that's I, that's a situational awareness. That's like to me, that's one of the young guy plays because of where you are on the field right? You yeah. can't take a sack there. You're on the very edge of field goal range and he compounds it with another sack on the next one, which would yeah. have knocked them out. And then it doesn't matter because he throws an interception on third down anyway. Well, but, and, and on that interception too, just another, another point there, right? Understanding yeah. the, the down and distance it's third 19. They're this really conservative cover too. Like they are so deep at the snap. They're like eight yards off the ball. Then they drop into this 15 yard range that dig you're trying to throw, bro. It's dead, right? Throw the ball yeah. in Bates in the flat, get 10 yards, kick a field goal. And I think like that, again, that comes with some maturity, right? Like it's just like you're trying to make a play. You're trying to get a first down. Like I don't care how good of a quarterback you are, you're not making that throw. And so like there were times like when I'd play with Matt Ryan, for example, where he would I don't almost, almost predetermine the flat. Like he would tell you, hey, man, like I know your chip help here, but like get out so I can throw you the ball. And you're like, okay. And you know what I'm saying? You're like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, like, I'm not as aware because, like, I don't watch film the way it is. I'm thinking about chipping, you know, Cam Jordan or whatever. And he's like, get out. I'm like, okay. So, quick chip and get out, get the ball in the flat, you know, get like an eight yard gain and kick a field goal. Like, that's, that's good process by him. But that's also a guy who played at the time, like, he was in like year 14. So, like, right. though, that's experience and, and stuff that accrues. And this is something that Sam can learn. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So, Right. And, and that's the kind of stuff that happened all day where it's just like, you got to yeah. realize it. And that that's the difference in college and the NFL. Like college, you, you can figure it out. You got time. NFL stuff happens right now. And, so fast. And, and you got to, you got to realize like this. So the second sack is the RPO, right? Yeah. This is one where I just look at the play and I'm like, why did he not? hand it off like yeah. what did you or like if if you want to throw some of the rpo like if you want to hit hit the the pass on this the leverage that the corner i think it's tradavius white has on jahan like he's outside of jahan Let it out. At, at, on an out at before the snap or like instantly and it gets even wider when the ball is snapped like yeah. what are you looking at that's making you think this could be an option for me and it um, could be a box count situation where it's like number I, I don't remember the play like if if it's if it's six man in the box you're throwing the thing but also i look to the front side of that play it's a hitch and i don't know the read but it's a hitch yeah. and then that nickel player is filling the run and like the throws there i don't know again i don't know the read right but 
like he did he did this last week he did this against arizona and again like this is one of those things we talked about after the broncos game it's like maybe just like takes like i know everyone says he's great at doing rpos but like take some of this off his plate like just hand the ball off to b rob for a four-yard gain and then we're where everyone's taking a deep breath and we're, we're not as pressed on third down. So it seems like they need to kind of readjust the threshold, at least like you better love the pass, right? Not like I kind of, I like it or like whatever. It's like, if it's not so obvious, you know, that, that it's the most obvious thing in the world, just hand the ball off. And again, situationally on the edge of field goal range, if you get a zero yard gain, then like, whatever, live for third down. Um, the, the bad stuff happens when you, you eat it, uh, as, as a passer in those situations, because you also don't have time. Like that's one where it's like, Oh, the offensive line, it's like the offensive line is run blocking. That's not, that's not on the offensive line at all. They're run blocking. And now all of a sudden the quarterback is who should have either thrown the ball instantly or handed it off is back there floating around. Uh, and actually to Sam's credit, he knows like I'm in trouble and he tries to run, but he doesn't get anywhere because the offensive line is run blocking. Yeah, and I think the other thing is like everyone says, all oh, these sacks, like you know, even the first sack of that series, well, that's on the offensive line. They need to give him more time so he can get to the flat. Like he he takes that sack at like three point two seconds, which is a very very long time to be taking a sack, right? And I think that's something people don't understand. Like the average time for him to take a sack in this game was over three seconds, which is that ball needs to be out at like two point seven traditionally, right? And concept dependent, all that kind of stuff. But it just shows you like he's like almost five tenths longer than like what he needs to be doing in terms of getting the ball out. So um, it is it is significant. And this is part of the thing. Like This has part, been part of his MO for a while. Like He had a very, very high pressure-to-sack ratio in college, which got a lot of people spooked because he didn't play play well under pressure was the, the moniker for him coming out. Um, I don't think that is true of Sam. I think he's got the ability to improve in this area. But you're seeing kind of some of his, his warts a little bit. And I this is, again, like I... I don't want to sound like I'm being kind of laissez-faire or dismissive of it, but he is a young player who needs to grow, and these are the things that he needs to grow out of. Like we saw, like last week against Denver, we saw him make some of the best throws I've seen anybody make since I've been covering the team. So like four years, right? And so, like that talent is so so valuable, but this is also part of the growing process and the learning process is you're going through some issues here that young players go through. And um, so like, I'm not being apologetic to Sam or apologetic for the offensive line. Like this is just football. Like when you watch a lot of football, this is just part of it, you know, especially with a young football player. So, yeah. Um, With that said, uh, while the sacks did not necessarily or weren't necessarily reflective of the offensive line's performance on those plays, there were actually other pressures that yes. caused some big plays in the game that we do look at the O line and go like, "Hey, that's that's not good enough." Um, one of them is the interception uh, yeah. down on the goal line, Tre'Davious White. Um, there, there's a pressure there, but that that also like is another play where like the other guys get paid too. Um, I think it's Shaq Lawson on the pressure, and he hits like this sick crossover step where he yeah. fakes a stunt. And then comes back outside. Like that's just tough sledding if you're Andrew Wiley, but at the end of the day, like you gotta, you gotta get, you know, you're you getting paid get to done. pick it up. You're get like the other guys are paid too, but like so are you. You know, yeah. you, you lost. But that's one where it's probably a touchdown. If uh if he can get the ball where he wants it to Curtis, there is room on the inside. Um, you know, we're we're White's playing outside of Samuel. Uh, but White also makes a tremendous play to finish that. And I think that's the other thing too, is like the way the Bills finish plays that's how you win 37 three in a game that down in down out is that tight. 
is like white coming over Curtis's back. Um, you know, the play that Micah Hyde makes on the pick in the flat, like these are, I mean, Bernard's interception, you know, you say the throw is dead, but like, I actually think Sam somehow miraculously squeezes that in over a lot of linebackers. That's a hell of a catch, man. Um, so it's, it's the kind of thing that, um, you know, I think that the way, the way Buffalo finished, um, I think is an important point here, but to, to back to the original point, if we get too sidetracked by the, that stuff, the O-line yeah. did give up some pressures, um, even if those aren't the ones that necessarily resulted in sacks. So, yeah, there were nine nine sacks. I think there were 12 total pressures. There's that one that you just described, which, again, like that's one where you got to – like where like you say, oh, Wiley needs to be better, right? He just – he has to be better. Like in this red zone situation, tight red, let's, let's make a play here. And like that sounds weird talking about an offensive lineman, but like – that's that's how they talk about it. They understand the situation. They understand what's at stake. They understand the play call. And it's like, I got to make a play. And he just he didn't make a play. And then there was another one um, where, you know, they throw the ball to Terry on a crosser, right? And um, Sam's getting pressure from Wiley's side, I believe. And the corner to Curtis is is wide open. And so that's an explosive play that you don't get because the pressure is there. And I and so um, we're not kind of absolving the offensive line here because there are those are two plays right there that would have been huge for the game, huge for the outcome, huge for offensive production that are affected by the offensive line and, and, and just not being efficient in terms of pass protection. But it's important to note, like this is something I want to bring up. Like there's uh, in, 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 in analytics, sacks is a quarterback driven statistic. Okay. And what that means is veteran quarterbacks who with low sack rates, when they're feeling pressure, they just throw the ball away. They have this, this internal clock that says the ball needs to get out. And so that's kind of why we're on Sam so much is because he's turning these pressures, 12 pressures, into sacks at an extremely high rate. So taking nine sacks on 12 pressures is 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 crazy high. I mean, that's almost 70%. So like that's something that, again, like Sam, through time and experience, will get better at. But again, some of the pressures in the game negatively affected Sam's ability to execute the offense, and we're acknowledging that right now. It just the sack number does not reflected the way that I think a lot of fans think it should be reflected. Yeah. So PFF, the way they wound up uh, doing it, they had 24 total pressures. Okay. Obviously, they, they wound up counting up 10 sacks. Um, I don't know if they don't do half sacks or what, what their deal they is. Have a, they have a wacky bit with that. Um, yeah, but yeah, so. These are PFF's numbers. So that's and so, and also, for, also for PFF, it's important to note, even on like RPOs or screens, they'll count those as pressures. So like, okay. so like there is that number is a little bit flush. A little inflated. Yeah, okay, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, 24. Yep. 24, nine hurries, five hits, 10 sacks, right? And the reason I'll, I'll use PFF's numbers here is because the stat I'm about to give is, is a PFF stat um, that I saw. And it was... You you mentioned this one before the show. I'd seen it yesterday as well. 39.4% um, of pressures, I think, was the number this year. Highest in the NFL for Sam, turning pressures into sacks. Sure, yeah. For comparison's sake, Patrick Mahomes is 2.6. Dang, bro. Like, that's Dang. the best in the league. So you talk about the awareness to get the ball out of your hands or to avoid sacks with your legs. Like, Mahomes is a magician. So, but even then, like, 2% compared to 39%. Like, crazy. We, got, we got some issues here. But that actually leads to a pretty important question. If you're Eric Bieniemy and you've gone from Pat Mahomes 100%. to Sam Howe, yeah. do you need to change up what you're doing to take some of that off of Howe's plate? 
because your boy at quarterback now is not the same as your boy at quarterback the last couple of years who was a magician at avoiding sacks. And so, for instance, when you bring in Andrew Wiley, understanding there's things yeah. you really like about him, but he's going to give up certain stuff. But we were able to insulate him in Kansas City. Like, there's there's some stuff there that I think needs to be discussed if we're just being honest about it based off that stat alone, nevertheless, yeah. watching the film. Yeah, that's a really good stat there, Craig. Good job digging that up. So, um, yeah, and we could probably do a whole podcast on this, like on this topic, which I because I think it's really fascinating. So I'll try to just give you like my abridged thoughts on it. So basically what I would say is like, yes, the coordinator does need to adjust. And I think the coordinator has adjusted to a certain extent. Like one of the things that sticks out to me is like there's not a ton of motion. There's not a ton of formational complexity. A little bit of that is because it's you're taking some mental load off the quarterback in terms of saying, what's the final formation? Um, <clears throat> what's the final formation? What's the motion? What am I getting from the tells? All those types of things. So that's one element that he's done, right? The other thing is like you – that we've talked about how you and I have talked about how there's not like this crazy diverse collection of concepts. And it. it's like, they're kind of running the same five to seven concepts out of some different looks. And they're kind of just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And I think that's also to help Sam. Right. But I do think that there is maybe an Avenue where you say, Hey man, we can get to more quick game. We can do some more screens. We can do some more bubbles. So some more easy, like relatively easy. Like when you look at the Buffalo bills, for example, we're going to talk about them in a second with the defense. Like, I thought they did a great job, a great job of being like, hey, man, we're throwing quick game. We're throwing, we're doing using heavy play action. We don't do a lot of heavy play action looks in, in this offense, right? Which is fine. They don't do a lot in Kansas City. It's like kind of misdirection play action, whatever. But it does help. It does help mitigate the rush. It does help create clean pockets. And I think um, there are some things that maybe, you know, like you can kind of investigate as a play caller and say, I can do some more of, xyz or find stuff that sam does and that's the thing about this that's so hard is like you as a play caller have to communicate with sam and be like what what things do you like how do we get to that more often in the game without becoming predictable and it, it is this it's this razor's edge and again like i said we can talk about this all day but i do think there is that is something that i would be really curious to talk to eb about and just be like hey man are there things you can do to help him with this you know hurries to pressure or pressure to sack ratio that that seems to be an issue it has been an issue for him since college okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 